Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. How is everyone's Lent going? Uh, it, uh, um, I, I know uh, for, for some people... Um, it's their uh, most challenging time in their Catholic year, you know, trying to give up those things. It's like making New Year's resolutions, and this year it was early. So uh, I, I tried to get a head start and make my New Year's resolutions what I plan to give up for Lent. So uh, uh, we're working on it. Good for you. We're working on it. Uh, and of course, Lent also means that uh, we are well underway with Catholic Charities Appeal 2018. And I'm sure you knew we were going to uh, uh, be discussing that at some point here on Western New York Catholic Week. And uh, joining us, no stranger to the program, she is the Director of Catholic Charities, uh, Sister Mary McCarrick. Sister, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for having us. We've got some new stuff to talk about this year. Yes, so we do. We'll, we'll get to that uh, as we go along. Um, one of the interesting things this year is that the uh, appeal chair people, uh, it's a family affair. This year, um, a name that you'll certainly uh, uh, recognize, uh, certainly a media-worthy name, Bob Bennett is the appeal uh, chair for this 2018 drive. Uh, Bob, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Uh, and uh, your two children are the uh, going to are, are co-chairing the the appeal and. Uh, Maureen Falkowski and uh, Andrew uh, was not able to be with us, but Maureen, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Glad to be here. Thank you. Uh, sister, a family, uh, let's, let's talk about that maybe a little bit as we as we start. Uh, there's always a first at Catholic Charities. <laughs> I, <it's> a... <laughs> and we're delighted to have it that way. Bob wouldn't do anything without those kids of his. <laughs> <clears throat> and it's a, just a pleasure to see their interaction. I've rarely seen a, a parent so delighted with with his his children, it's just a beautiful thing to see. Pride and joy—that's uh, interchangeable terms too. And uh, they're um, they're very successful in their own right, and they each have two beautiful children. So I'm uh, I'm four times blessed. Terrific. We're going to talk about a little bit and, and find out more how you got involved. Uh, right out of the gate, let me give you the, the website, of course, ccwny.org. And, um, you know, you certainly can uh, uh, donate online there. You can also through your parish as usual. Um, yeah, probably appropriate that we finally have a family co-chairing the appeal, sister, because, I mean, you know, in, in many ways, helping families is kind of the core of Catholic Charities. Yes, it is. Strengthening the family is so important in our Catholic faith and the and all the religious traditions, and that's what Catholic Charities is about. Uh, the theme of the appeal this year? Love your neighbor. <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. Uh, we certainly do. And uh, you, I'm sure you'll tell us the, the ways the Catholic Charity specifically is doing that. Uh, the goal, roughly, we're in the same as last year, $11 right? million. Dollars. Okay. Uh, tell us a little bit about that $11 million, how you, Catholic Charities uses that. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are aware, but there's always somebody new to Western New York. Um, population actually increasing for the first time in decades in our area. So uh, at least parts of the parts of Western New York. Uh, what does Catholic Charities do with that eleven million dollars? Well, with the eleven million dollars, we provide emergency financial assistance. I think that's what people most know the organization sure. for, and, and many of our people. That's exactly what they want to give to. We also provide counseling services. 
uh, for people who we if people can afford we we can use most of the health insurances and and that offsets the cost many people come to us <clears throat> who cannot pay the full amount we have a sliding scale that goes down to zero pays for that we have a lot of contracted services whether that's from like one school or um, the WIC program, and mostly of the counseling services, you have to pay 10% or 20% of the organization's money to attract the rest of that money. And then Father Baker, who started the Catholic Charities Appeal, had, was a businessman before a priest, and he had this great idea that <clears throat> the money raised in one year would be set aside and spent in the next year, and so Catholic Charities never needs to use a line of credit. Um, many times contracts comes, come late, especially government contracts, and we just, as it were, borrow from the next year's appeal and, and move ahead. So yeah, as the fiscal year begins, we have a full, a full complement for the next year. Yeah, Father Baker, he was uh, very forward-thinking, practically developed direct mail Mm-hmm. Campaigns. I mean, you know, so uh, not surprising he would uh, have thought ahead to uh, how Catholic charities would need to operate in the future. Um, now, the appeal, uh, people are going to re- remember, of course, uh, last year you kind of came in just under the wire in June. Now, ideally, we kind of like to wrap things up here at the end of Lent, right? Don't we, sister? Oh, we would love to like, wrap things up at the end of Lent. Except for last year, we always wrapped it up two, three weeks early. Yeah. But last year, really, it was absolutely down to the wire. It, well, in a, a tough year, I'm mean, people want to talk about economic recovery and and whatnot. But then, you know, the reality is, uh, contrasting that, you are serving more people than ever. Yes, yes. The needs never the needs never stop. No question about that. And what's happening is we're, we the the rate of poverty is higher in Western New York than in the country, higher in Western New York than in New York State. So while some people are are really improving very well <clears throat> and their incomes are going up nicely, uh, that's certainly not true for the whole community. Buffalo is still one of the three poorest cities in the country. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, CCWNY.org is the website for Catholic Charities, and you can find out all the information about Appeal 2018 there. Sister Mary McCarrick, of course, our Diocesan Director of Catholic Charities. And joining us are uh, the chairs and co-chairs of the Appeal, Bob Bennett and his daughter, Maureen Falkowski. Uh, You know, Bob, you you told us how uh, happy you are to kind of make it a a family affair. I'm guessing then your your family has been involved with Catholic Charities for a long time. Oh, my mother and father were very much involved in St. John the Baptist out in Kenmore there. And and my own journey began about 45 years ago. I went door to door for St. Edmund's Parish and, and ever since. And then in more recent terms or times, I, I worked with Catholic Charities in the schools program. Um, having a little background in education, we saw... Catholic Charities is one of the most relevant, viable agencies helping individuals and families in the various schools, parochial and public, so that it's, I know the agency very well and how really good they are with all their licensed therapists and their their whole approach to care is unprecedented. And it's also the only regional human service agency in western New York, and it's um, it's from cradle to grave, really, and uh, so the schools appreciate that very much. Because the kids sometimes bring problems to schools, and the teachers really shouldn't be expected to handle that. And so the Family Support Center movement started about 25 years ago. 
Now, Maureen, having also grown up in a uh, Catholic family and uh, my family being very active at St. Michael's Parish in Warsaw, New York when I was growing up, I'm guessing you and your brother's involvement uh, with with Catholic charities, he mentions going door to door when uh, when he was a youngster. Um, I imagine that wasn't optional for you guys. No, it just seemed normal. We were just (laughs) talking about that the other day. People come up to us, oh, how did your father get you to do this? All I did was ask and we loved the idea because it seems normal. This is what you should do. We're so blessed as a family and as individuals with our families. And with the theme this year, especially just creating a greater sense of community and and neighbors, it, it, it really does seem normal to us to be able to do this and to do it together as a family. It's been fun. It really has. Now, um, I mentioned earlier in the program that um, folks are certainly going to um, recognize your name, Bob, both as a, as a chancellor or whatnot. Now, they might remember. I, I got to look to to Sister Mary, though, if I'm allowed to talk about your previous career at the United <laughs> Way. <laughs> well, actually, United Way and Catholic Charities have long, long absolutely. Yeah, I, ju- I just do a lot of joint programs together. When I was at United Way. Uh, Monsignor John Kniff uh, was on my board of directors, and so we always uh, would, would uh, try to approach problems like basic human needs, and, and the uh, pantry program of Catholic Charities was one of the leading agencies that we would always depend on to make sure. It's hard to believe that there would be families in this modern time that don't have enough to eat, but that is a, a fact, and that these pantries are essential to um, loving your neighbor, if you will. Uh, sister, do you care to put an emphasis on that? Now you know, I, I never ask rarely on the program for like specific numbers, but um, Catholic Church serves a lot of people. Yes, about 153,000 last year. Yeah, and and many in the food assistance program and, that Bob's yes, talking yes, about. Yes, certainly. And, and that for us is like a floor. To people who don't understand social work at all, I say we are a floor, a staircase, and a launching pad. For, for people first, they can't do anything. You can't concentrate. You can't look for a job. You can't do anything if you don't have proper nutrition. Yeah. Pantries are in there as a floor and as a way to see other needs. Most of the people that come to pantries, not everybody, but most of them have other, other needs. They, maybe they don't have their GED. Maybe they don't um, have a job. May, maybe they have domestic violence. Maybe they, they have no child care, so they can't go for a job. So we try to work with them and become a staircase. And then sometimes we also, especially in our education programs, can be a launching pad to really move someone into a whole new level of life. Yeah, and 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 just to kind of um, put a cap on, uh, you know, that that kind of synergistic relationship with organizations like the United Way, networking always a huge part of Catholic Charities' work as well. Working with other agencies around Western New York. Yes, it's uh, right now we're doing our annual report, and one of the things we ask the people out, all the social workers. What other network do you belong to? What do you represent us? Uh, It's amazing, the list of of organizations. And it really shows a consciousness on their part. I'm not just here to talk to you. I'm here to make the community a stronger place for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Maureen, now tell us a little bit about, uh, because you are certainly not a um, uh, familiar name in the the media like your father. Tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about your family and your involvement here with Catholic Charities. Well, just to to piggyback on what Sister was saying, I'm a grant writer by trade, and so many times when we start to develop a program and we're working with a client and we're starting to develop partnerships, one of the first agencies that comes up is Catholic Charities because they do so many different things and the breadth of their services 
are just are just enormous. And so whenever you need someone to help with some after school services, or you need someone to help with um, mental health services or the of um, food or housing sh- anything well why don't we call catholic charities we need to bring them to the table because they add so much to the process so i've been working with different you know different parts of catholic charities for years upon years not to mention our own personal connections so yeah, absolutely. Um, I, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. We're going to take a short break here on Western New York Catholic Weekly. Maureen Falkowski and her father, uh, Robert Bennett, are co-chairing the 2018 Catholic Charities Appeal and also joining us, Sister Mary McCarrick, our Director of Catholic Charities. We'll be right back. Consider This with Bishop Richard Malone, produced by Daybreak TV Productions of the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. North Korea, Canada, Singapore, the Netherlands, China, the United States. What do these countries have in common? They are the only countries in the world that allow abortions past five months of a preborn baby's development. On the evening of Monday, January 29th, the United States Senate failed to pass the Pain-Capable Unborn Child Protection Act, which would have banned abortions after 20 weeks. It's a scientifically established fact that these babies can feel pain. We cannot disregard the scientific evidence regarding fetal nervous systems, which are established by six weeks gestation. While the failure of the pain-capable unborn child protection act is of tremendous national significance, it's even more important and more alarming to know what is happening right here in New York State. One of Governor Andrew Cuomo's non-fiscal budget bills includes language that is a radical and unnecessary expansion of late-term abortion. This legislation would allow abortion for any reason and at any time in a pregnancy, including into the ninth month, right up until the moment of birth and eliminate protections for pregnant women against coerced abortion or intentional assaults on their unborn child. It would effectively legalize infanticide. This shocking legislation repeals part of the public health law, which gives full legal protection to any child who might mistakenly be born alive as the result of an abortion. If this information causes your blood to boil or your heart to break, know that you can take action. You can visit the New York State Catholic Conference website at nyscatholic.org and click the Take Action tab to express your concerns to your state senator. The state budget must be enacted by April 1st. It's with tremendous urgency that I ask you to consider taking immediate action by visiting this website and sending a strong message to your lawmaker. If you are of a prayerful persuasion, I ask you to join me in praying that this atrocious legislation shall not come to pass. Together, we can make our voices heard as we speak for the most vulnerable in our society— our preborn brothers and sisters. I'm Greg Prince. Thanks for joining us this week on Western New York Catholic Weekly. We are talking about Catholic Charities Appeal 2018. CCWNY.org is the website. Sister Mary McCarrick is here with us along with the co-chairs of the appeal this year. Robert Bennett, Maureen Falkowski. Um, Maureen, um, you're a member at uh, St. Benedict's yes. Parish. And yes. I, they are um, – uh, uh, they are what we would describe as an active parish. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a lot of things going on, and um, certainly Catholic Charities is, is one of their strong suits at at St. Benedict's. I think absolutely, absolutely. And and what's wonderful is the school. I have an eighth grader at the school right now, and the school is growing leaps and bounds. 
and it's a it's a diverse community, and you never know who within a whole school population could benefit from Catholic Charity Services. So it's really nice to know that there is a, a Catholic Charities office right across the parking lot that has services open if anyone can get over there during the school day or right after school. And it's a very generous and giving community. There are always different programs going on to bring food in, to bring cleaning supplies for the refugee population, um, staples for the different food pantries. It's it's a it's a very active, very giving parish. Um, and we've talked a number of times about schools now on the program, and you know, kind of that age group in particular, which I guess isn't a isn't a surprise given Bob's you know long you know tradition of working in education. But um, high school is a big push. This year, right in the Catholic Charities Appeal, yes, um, both both in terms of and, and in terms of donating. And I remember when, even when we were in grade school, we had a little, you know, we did little fundraisers for Catholic Charities and whatnot. We're really trying to get our high schools more active, though, aren't we? Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Most most schools have that dress down day, sure, where yeah. you just ask your mom and dad for five dollars, but nobody knows what it's for. You just want to wear your jeans and your sneakers that day. So we're really trying to trying to kick it up a notch with with. Getting all the high schools involved, I also have a senior at Sacred Heart, and she has contacted all of the principals of the Catholic high schools and issued a challenge for kids to bring in a a small donation for one or two dress-down days. But it's also to emphasize that we're so lucky. Most of the kids attending Catholic high schools, they're very lucky to be where they are in such a supportive environment and also to help them understand the services that Catholic Charities offers. That you, They probably know someone who either is receiving services or could benefit from the services. It's people from all, all ages, all economic backgrounds that could benefit from the counseling services or a, any of the other services. And it's really good for teenagers to know What's available in their community if they if they have the power to reach out and help somebody? I think that they will really enjoy having that information. The leader of this challenge happens to be the other Saint Clair, my eldest granddaughter. <laughs> who, <laughs> a little pressure on her because of the name this year. Ms. Claire, I didn't know she would do it, and then I got twenty emails, uh, copies of her challenges to the principals of other <laughs> Catholic schools, and she has like three schools signed up within twelve hours. Wow! So mm-hmm. yeah, it's really really gratifying to see, because her next step will be. Here's why we are asking you to do this. Mm-hmm. Did, did you mm-hmm. both tell sister tell her that Sister Mary already hit you guys up? You're, you know, <laughs> that, so they got to find other people in the in the thing. Well, that's a um, it's something we didn't talk about actually. Sister, our appeal uh, um, uh, patron this year. Oh, I tossed it over to Bob, who chose the patron. <laughs> ah, very good. An extraordinary woman, 800 years ago, and she has her trainees all over the world to this very day. And she she led a life of piety and leadership and community building. She was a professional beggar, beggar and very good at it, and she would immediately share that with somebody else. It was never for her own gratification, and she's a great exemplar uh, for all young women today and for all of us, actually. And she was canonized two years after her death. So she, uh, I'm just delighted. I've, I've read a lot about her, and she was the first Franciscan, 
And I really do believe she taught St. Francis a few things, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I think St. Francis would uh, freely admit that, yes, actually. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, talking about Appeal uh, 2018 at Catholic Charities, uh, ccwny.org is the website. And obviously, this being a, a Catholic program that we record at our Catholic Center in uh, downtown Buffalo, um, you know, we often here in these walls, you know, emphasize the Catholic in Catholic Charities, but we were talking before the program, Bob. It, it, in no way is Catholic Charities strictly a Catholic organization. No, because uh, it's not a criteria for help at all, and it's so that over half those hundred fifty thousand, uh, hundred fifty three thousand that Sister mentioned are, are not Catholic, and so what we're trying to emphasize. Uh, this year is all faith, and also we, we really are trying through the parishes mostly, but other means as well, to seek new donors, people that maybe don't know enough about Catholic Charities, find out about it, learn about it, what are the services, and then make a decision, and any gift is fine. We, we, we really appreciate, but we absolutely need more donors because we have a, quite a, a an amount to make up from, from last year as it ended. Uh, people have moved out or they have passed away. So we need to make up $400,000 to begin with just to stay even. Well, I, you know, I, I mentioned early in the program that, you know, we're seeing increases in population for the first time in several decades in, in certain Western New York communities. And I don't think it's any secret that most of those folks are younger People either coming to Western New York for the first time or coming back to Western New York, and you kind of hinted at this, Maureen, that we, you know, we need to really kind of take a multi generational approach. We we do that in terms of the services at Catholic Charities, but also in terms of awareness and building a donor base, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and I don't think we should underestimate the younger generations because they want to improve their community. They want to be empowered to help and and to see someone in need and know that there's something that they can do about it. And I believe for every dollar you donate to Catholic Charities, I think it's it's tripled or yes. quadrupled. Mm-hmm. So just a small investment actually makes an unbelievable impact. If if that's the only way that that you can help and you have time to be involved, it, it's it sure is a great way to do it. Yeah, and and um, again, I as I say, we we don't often emphasize sister just the way that we reach we, – we talk about the different um, services that they are. We don't always talk about the generations that are served from, you know, the youngest in our community to the oldest in our community. Yes, we have we have services. We, li- we like to say we're here for all the seasons of your life. We mm-hmm. have services for uh, from birth all the way to till death. Very fine. Um, one of those uh, issues that's uh, that's certainly touching all of generations in all of Western New York these days. Um, we've talked about it on the on the program before um, the opiate crisis, and that's not just Western New York; it's happening across. But you guys, in many ways, are on the front lines of that, right? Yes, um, you know the Catholic parishes are trying to get someone in every parish, or two or three people in every parish, who could work with families where they are beginning to identify a problem, where to go, who to talk to, how to go. And then Catholic Charities has um, out-of-Monsignor car services uh, near Canisius and Medi Colleges in Buffalo. We have, we have a chemical dependency unit 
they'll go out and speak, but they mostly just uh, work with, with people. The plus of that program is that we deal with people that have a combination of mental illness and addiction. And many people will just deal with one or the other. So we're able to deal with people right there on that site providing services for people that have – that's called dual diagnosis. And Maureen, you mentioned and, – and of course as a parent, I mean this has to be one of those things that, you know, can scare you a little bit, the, the current state of affairs. It is. It's very frightening. It's it's not like this only is, is impacting middle-aged people. It's It's starting very young in the access that young people have to – all kinds of, of drugs and for them to know as much as they can know. But also if teenagers today are feeling depressed or feeling very confused and, and just have a lot of stress in their lives, they may need to talk to somebody about that and that there doesn't have to be that stigma. And Catholic Charities offers those types of services to really provide the support that young people need today. Well, and you, and you mentioned how, you know, I mean – more awareness in their schools hopefully leads to maybe you know our children recognizing these signs in their peers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it might be somebody whose parent is mm-hmm. dealing with this addiction, right. and it you know, and the school might be the best the place you find out about it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it, it's kind of tough. Um, there's an interesting new program that I, I just want to highlight before um, I let you go today. Sister, um, and it uh, it's new funding available through New York State, the Empire State Poverty Reduction Initiative. Just tell us a little bit about what that is. Well, that that program is a government program, and they uh, piloted it first in Rochester, and now they're moving it through the different cities of the state. And the city uh, council and the mayor have a lot of the discretion as to how the money should be spent and to whom it should be given. So in the in Niagara County. Um, particularly in Niagara Falls, we've been asked to take the lead in a poverty reduction program. And and the focus that they wanted was to have workforce training so that would end with gainful employment. So Catholic Charities has a long history of providing uh, high school equivalency and, and workforce training. What kind of ups the game in this program is that they're bringing the unions right into it so that this, they don't just have a high school equivalency, they're actually ready to take the union exam and and the unions will try to try to work right with them to um to, to move them into employment that being the key factor so um we're in niagara falls we're in lockport we're in north tonawanda as we always are we have offices in all three of those places and the idea would be to have uh bring young people in up to age 23 bring them in and assess you know, where do you stand? What can we do for you? How can you move ahead? But to continue to kind of shepherd them along, that kind of shepherding is called case management. It means you continue not just to provide an isolated service, but to work with the person and their family, which could be a spouse, it could be a parent, uh, for all the barriers to education and the barriers to employment. The typical ones are transportation is a huge barrier. People forget that Niagara County is really a, a rural county. Yeah. You know, and that's a big barrier to education uh, and employment, both. And you know what? So is Erie County. People forget how big yes, Erie County is. <laughs> you get south of the metro area, mm-hmm. <laughs> wide open space. Yeah, and that, that's important. And then, of course, child care is a major yeah. is a yeah. major issue. And sometimes parent care. We we often meet people that are kind of held back because they're taking care of a, a parent or a grandparent who who has some chronic illnesses. So we have these little uh, shepherds, case managers, who will continue to stay with them until they have been gainfully employed for a period of time. 
Um, it could be six months. It could be a year. And the idea is if they, if they run into a bump in the road, they'll call and we'll re-engage with them and, and try to help them to stay on track. And, and I know we want to have you back and we want to talk more in detail about this and, and uh, you know, some of the other job training type Mm-hmm. services that, that you provide. That's a whole show in itself. Bob and Maureen, I, I want to give you a chance before we go. Um, what's your message for the people listening to the program today about Appeal 2018? Well, this is a, an organization that is filled with people that provide compassionate, holistic care. And I really want more people to find out whether or not they could volunteer or whether or not they could take advantage of any of these services because they're going to be treated with great dignity and respect. Maureen? Mm-hmm. And I, I just would like to offer, that, offer up that challenge to some of our younger generations to get involved, even if it's volunteering during the summertime or during the school year. Get your service hours in. Catholic Charities is a wonderful place to learn more about the needs of your community, and it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable to give back, and it, this is a great way for them to do it. I, I don't want to leave you out. Sister, you want to take the last word? Well, I, I just want to say, <laughs> remind people that we are an eight-county office, and I know that this show goes out to the eight counties. So um, it, we have the Albion office in Orleans County, in Batavia, um, in Genesee, Perry, in Wyoming, um, Wellsville, in Allegheny, in Olean, in Cattaraugus, in Chautauqua County. We have offices in Jamestown and Dunkirk, in Niagara Falls, as I mentioned, in, um, excuse me, in Niagara County, in Niagara Falls, North Tonawanda, and Lockport. And we have ever so many offices in Erie County, so Kenmore, Cheektowaga, multiple offices around the county. Sister Mary McCarrick, Diocesan Director of Catholic Charities here in the Diocese of Buffalo. CCWNY.org is the website. We are in the midst of Appeal 2018, and uh, we, as always, ask for your generous support of the Catholic Charities Appeal this year. Sister, thank you for being here. Thank you also to Bob Bennett and his daughter, Maureen Falkowski, co-chairs of Appeal 2018. And uh, tell Andrew that we're sorry he couldn't be with us today. We will. Yes, we will. Very good. Thank you, Uh, He's involved with it as well. Give credit where credit is due. As always, um, if you go to buffalodiocese.org, you can link to Catholic Charities there. All of our uh, podcasts are available. Uh, Just go to the News and Information tab and look for radio. Or, of course, at the namesake of this program, WNY catholic.org slash radio. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. 